line of chirping DMV. It's a loaded one today. We've got two interviews for you. We've got Michael Moe, as they call him, Morelli, uh, Black Bears Tendy. He just got named Null East Player of the Week. And we've also got Coach Parker coming on again as him and the U16 AA Montgomery Blue Devils are off to Nationals in Grand Rapids, Michigan. But before we get to all that, let's say what's up to the Bobcat. What's going on, man? Happy Thursday. Yeah, happy, happy Friday. Thursday. Yeah, happy Friday. Happy Friday. We are recording at a reasonable hour for the first time in forever. We're not doing an 11.30 post-Wombat, so we won't have that breakdown yeah. yet. Yeah, we got the we got the ten twenty game tonight, and I was like, I'm not doing a twelve thirty recording because I'm gonna get up and fire to actually Dewey Beach in the morning. So I was like, I'm not staying oh, up all night. Oh, are you doing all? This. Well, my buddy hit me up. My buddy DJ, he hit me up like Monday this week. He's like, What are you doing this week? And I was like, The same old bullshit. Absolutely nothing. He goes, I'm going to Dewey Wednesday night. And I looked at the weather. I was like, Well, interesting because it's gonna be like a high of like sixty degrees there the entire weekend. I was like, Nah, but fuck it. I'll come up like Friday morning. And he's like, We got an Airbnb. Just come up this that and the other we've already got the place just feel 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 free to come so i was like ah you know what i'll go up friday morning and what time you have now there so uh, i'm gonna leave around eight or nine a.m because i got well, my I... first like client meeting at like 2 p.m tomorrow so i want to be there by then and set up word well if you're sliding through early give me a shout oh oh baby that's right grab some brekkie oh some brekkie but uh what's up with you man how's the week been man i feel like the week is already come and gone. It's been a quick one, but playing renditions this weekend. Oh, are you really? Yep. Hell yeah. Who are you playing with? Uh, you know, the huge pink one. Okay. My, my, my line mate for the, the chirp and tourney. Yeah. That's what, that two chemistry. weeks away. Yeah. Two weeks away. We got to get that chemistry up. Uh, three weeks, three weeks, 15th, right? Next yep. week's 29th. Ooh. I actually did kind of, I kind of set some, uh, some pre tourney lines for the Ooh. three games. So we want, kind you want of, to break that down or, or jump yeah, over let's, to let's break it down. Let's break it down, man. Let's so um <clears throat> game one. So I've got so pretty much there's 15 skaters, and um pretty much one guy plays defense for the most part. And I was like, all right, cool. Like everybody else is like, I want to be a forward, I want to be a forward. I was like, all right, cool. So everybody's playing defense once. So you want full lines, you don't want do you want where me and you are? I'm telling you right now, games. don't don't make Paquin play defense. Well, game one, the line is Paquin, Powers, Bobcat. Ooh. Game two, power or Bobcat slotted. Oh, that is your defensive game, but you are with Paquin on D. Okay. All right. If I'm with Paquin, we'll be fine. And then uh, game three, uh, it's Billman, Paquin, Powers. And I've got you on D again with Muncie. All right. Well, Muncie. when me and Paquin just have unreal chemistry, first game, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It, these are These are all, these are all just kind of, you know, this is subject to hangovers and yeah exactly and like who like yeah so we'll see who works who doesn't but we'll roll with the first game and then we'll go for i'm playing d the first game marquise do we have a goalie yet uh no working on it okay all right working on it we had we were going to get our boy carly from the the university of alaska goalie from that episode but he's unfortunately transferring to michigan currently so He's going to be up in Michigan during that time period. And he can't play for us, unfortunately, or else he was totally in, he said. But damn, is yeah, that an exclusive drop there? Oh. Do we do we break the news? We might have. We might have. I don't know. If so, then there we are. But uh yeah, we, we we're we're mixing it up a bit. We've got we've got a couple things going on, but I think that you powers Paquin line in game one's gonna be a that's 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 buoy right there, baby. It's a CBHL all-star line circa two thousand and seven. <laughs> But um, yeah, but yeah, I'm pumped for it. 
Yeah, man, it'll be a good this time. Is... I haven't skated with you in years. I haven't skated with Powers. I think the last time I skated play with pick Powers was against them. Yeah. All yeah, right, you skating this day. weekend? No, you're going to be in Dewey. Yeah, I mean, Dewey. But, like, we should try next weekend because I usually have them on weekends here at, up at MedStar, usually on Sundays and stuff. So, we should – I got to hit up Muncie, too. Dude, I might have to buy a fresh okay. pair of wheels before then. I don't know if mine are going to oh, be in one piece. Jesus, that's, that's – a... <laughs> hit up Randy, man, Bowie Pro Shop. Yeah, we'll see, man. I got to figure something out. But, yeah, shit. So, yeah, but what else we had? We had Nationals. We got the uh, Chesapeake Bay Lightning. They're at Natty's right now. Yeah, we got the ladies down there at Natty's. They're in Tampa Bay. They won their first game 7 nothing today. So, not a bad start for them. Not a bad start for them. No uh, jet lag. Well, obviously not jet lag because, you know, time. But no plane legs. Plane legs are a thing. So, they went up uh, six trip. Tomorrow they play the Southern Thunder. Dude, have you looked at these divisions? There's a team in it called the Florida Daddies. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Come right. on, some Florida Daddy swag. Some Florida Daddy swag. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, you said 6 nothing on the site. They DM me 7 nothing, so somebody's lying. But regardless, it's a blowout in game one, and you love to see it. The ladies are all And a no-no and a shutout. Do they got stats on there at all? Nah, Can you, you can't go stats? to the score sheet nothing. or anything. Nope, unfortunately damn. not. Damn, 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 damn. Well – that's all right. They're off and running. By the time this episode, by the time you listen to this tomorrow, maybe they're two and zero, maybe they're three and zero. Who knows? Dude, did you see? Um, we finally got to the bottom of the Pasternak tweet. We did. So he if you tweeted, to uh, yeah, was it last year during the bubble? He tweeted, "Tom Wilson is the best goal scorer in the league, in my opinion." And every time Willie gets a goal, people blow up his Twitter. But he went on Chicklets and uh, said that there was a challenge of some sort, and they they basically got it out of him that it was whoever could slug a beer the fastest. And did you, did you hear what uh, Wilson's punishment was going to be if he lost? Yeah. Wasn't it? They had to, um, why am I blanking? He had to fight somebody, right? He had to let pasta knock him out. Yeah. He had to let pasta knock him out. (laughs) He had to, he had to, he had to dive. He had to take a dive and fight pasta. Could you imagine? Well, that's that's what he was saying. He's like, but apparently Willie's so much like more the to best beer chugger. Do. Apparently Willie's like an an unreal beer chugger. Well, they so they had that story, and then they had the the one about G. Did you see that one? Same episode. I haven't gotten there yet. I stopped right when they interviews. Right when they started, dude. Those fucking four hour interviews. Dude, they take I, me a week to listen to. Or the four yeah. hour episodes. Yeah, it's it's brutal. That's why that's why we keep it light to a week. <laughs> So we keep it light two weeks. Yeah, basically cat- Giroux out drank a lead singer of a rock band and they couldn't even take the stage the next day. <laughs> so don't don't try and out drink. Dude, I don't know where this came from, but all of a sudden, like I'm seeing stuff like KFC tweeted of- something. Yeah. It was what was it? It was like, what's the worst thing you could find out that like your girlfriend's cheating on you with? And the answer was hockey player. Like, when did yeah. we become the lax, bro? When did we become just the complete savages? The dogs. Yeah, dude. When did that transfer happen? I don't like it. I'm a respectable young gentleman. I'm going to – yeah. So, yeah, but like we said, we're recording before Wombat's time. I'm going to beep this part out, but I got a text from the captain to meet on floor seven uh, at 920 for – as a team. Damn. Yep. So, yep. So, that's why we got to go to the rink a little early tonight. They they said they got a TV set up. He's bringing his laptop and a little TV. And we're gonna we're gonna watch some cats, watch the third period here. But uh, Bobcat, let's get to our first interview here. We've got Mo, like we said, the, the tendy for the Black Bears. The Black Bears are off and fucking running, man. What is this? Eight after that fourteen game losing streak, they're on an eight game winning streak now. Another sweep. 
Um, something like 10 other points in 10 of the last 12 or something. Yeah. So he gets the back to back last weekend. He gets a shutout in the first game. Then they win three to two in the second game. And yeah, he gets an all East star of the week. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, but definitely a unique uh, journey to get to uh, Piney Orchard. So awesome interview. Dude was, uh, dude, he was 19 years old. He sounds like he's a professional last year, but was literally playing U 18s last year. Yeah. Great kid. Uh, Mo money, Mo saves. Mo money, baby. We got nails and mo money on on the on chirping so far. So with uh, with that being said, let's just kick it over to him right now. Bark down. Off the bar. Bark down. Us bark and down. Off the bar and down. What a shot. All right, we now welcome on the Tendy for the Maryland Black Bears with 13 wins under his belt this season, coming off his first shutout of this season and also being named the NAHL the Null East Star of the Week. Michael Mo Morelli. What's up, man? How you doing? Doing good. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. Glad to have you. So like we said, things are going well. So let's start right there with the shutout. I mean, 36 to 36 saves there in that two nothing win over Northeast. But not only that, you're kind of right back at it the next night and you're getting 31 to 33, three of the four in the shootout for the weekend sweep. I mean, what was it about last weekend? You were just kind of on one right there. Yeah, I think it was just kind of, you know, after the first game, I think you kind of want to keep that momentum rolling and uh, obviously our guys did a great job blocking shots and everything, both games. So, uh, they made my life really easy. I think, uh, you know, it's also nice to get out to a early lead in both games not early, but uh, like get out to a lead in both games. So, um, I don't know. I think it just made my life pretty easy back there. And I try not to focus too much on things I can't control. I try to just make the next save and that's pretty much all I worry about. Well, and, give yourself some credit here, yeah. man. It, it, you were just named, you know, star of the week. You, they're making your job easy. You, you're, you're playing lights out right now. The guys are all all buzzing. What's been the uh, the key right now? Everyone's just on the same page? Yeah, for sure. I think we're trying to play really simple, which, um, you know, I, I think it makes it easier as a team when we're not trying to do too much. Everyone's just trying to follow the same game plan every day and just uh, make the simple play. We're not trying to score six, seven goals game that's not the type of team we are so I think for us just going out there every single night and you know making sure that we're all just doing doing our job and not trying to do anyone else's job and just staying positive on the bench I think that helps us a ton right now and kind of that shutout again how much relief is that because I mean that's your first of the season we're getting right here to the final stretch I mean you've had like fucking seven or eight one goal games I was looking at so I mean you get that goose egg it's got to feel kind of good yeah I mean Obviously, like it's something you think about. You know, I've had a couple games. I think one back in Maine, I let up a goal with like a minute left, and it's like the first goal of the game. So I was kind of like upset. But at the end of the day, it's all about winning. So if we're winning those games, that's all that matters. But at the same time, you know, it obviously does feel good. You strive for perfection, even though, you know, it's it's hard to do. But when you finally get a shutout, it feels good. So I'm pretty happy. Well, I yeah, that's your that your that's your first junior shutout, correct? This is your first year playing yeah. juniors. Yeah, that's awesome, yeah. man. You're gonna keep that puck. I've got, uh, yeah, oh, wow. Ten years, ten years out of my first game of juniors, I've got my first goal puck sitting in my office, man. You'll have it forever. Oh yeah, yeah. I have. Uh, so, I got my first puck at home, and then I got the the one from the shutout here. They just gave me, so I was pretty excited to get it. There you go. So I mean, that shutout, like I said, was 36 saves, and that game right after that was 33 saves. You kind of have a goalie that you get more in the rhythm when you're facing a shit ton of shots like that. I mean, obviously, you're staying busy the entire game. Do you kind of prefer that outside of, like, maybe, like, a 15, the high 18, 19-shot game? Yeah, 100%. I, I think I've always been a goalie who, you know, when I get over 30, 35 shots, even up in, like, 40s, 
I think I play better and better as those games go on. I think it's just easier to stay in a rhythm and stay in kind of like a flow state. I think you can definitely get into the zone, those type of games. For me, I think it's always hard when you're getting 20 shots a game, but they're all high quality chances. Those are the hardest games as a goalie because you got to stay focused the whole time. And you're not as uh, you're not as warm as you would be if you're getting 45 shots a game. So for me, those are my favorite games to play in. I guess that's yeah, true. Cause I, I mean, the, even if the, the D-man's stats... putting them on from the point, you're just padding that save percentage. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. The, the, the stats add up there too. You've got, I mean, over a nine two five save percentage. That's uh, not too shabby. Staying in the games is uh, is obviously a little bit easier to do. You're saying, have you had uh, noticed much of a change with fans recently? Trying to stay yeah. focused. Is that? I mean, again, you haven't played, you know, a ton of junior games with fans in the in the barn. What's that like? I think it's I think it's great. Um, I think it really helps us uh, have more energy. For me personally, you know when you know, you're getting tired after a lot of shots here in Johnstown, like, for example, it's super hot in that arena, and, uh, but they have fans there, so you always, you know, if you get scored on, the place goes crazy, you don't want, you don't want to hear the goal horn every time they score, you don't want to hear people go nuts when they score, so, but I think for me, even at home, you know, make a save, you hear the fans cheer for you, it, it makes you feel really good, and makes you just want to play even better, so, yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of a boy that kind of feeds off the energy, if, you know, if a game's kind of dead in the arena, there's no fans. I think it makes it a little bit harder. But when we're we're at home, we have really good fans. So it's just a lot more fun to play. You get more amped up, more excited. So for me, I think it makes it easier. There it is. I mean, so let's talk about the team for a minute. I would say if you called the season kind of a roller coaster, that'd be that'd be that wouldn't be enough of a fucking thing to say there because obviously you guys go 14 straight losses and now you're at eight straight wins. So what kind of was going on there during those losses and what was it that kind of flipped that switch right there for you guys to just be like we got to start going here and then now you're obviously you're on this heater right now yeah I think during the during that losing streak it was kind of just frustrating you know every single day coming to the rink you know you just lost two four six eight in a row and it just gets gets tiring and um you know but I, I think we did a really good job of just sticking with it um like don't get me wrong it was definitely hard no one ever wants to go through that but at the same mm-hmm. time like right now I, I think I, I, to be honest like, I don't know if we were if we would have won this many games in a row if we hadn't gone through that adversity I think right. it really helped us as a team to mold together and uh to see what we're really made up I mean every single day when you're losing that many games in a row you can you can get a sense for who really wants it who wants to be there and now you see guys diving to block shots without a stick. Like last game, Stavowski's like throwing his face in front of a box block shot, and, and everyone's doing that now. So um, I think, you know, just when we flipped that switch, I think we finally just said, like, I think it was the first the first game we won was against Danbury after that losing streak. And you could just sense it in the locker room. Everyone had enough. We're fed up, and we're like, you know what? We're going to win today. You could just tell. Uh you could feel like the energy in the room. Everyone was super positive. No matter what happened, we were just going to go out there and do our thing. And now I think we've kind of just stuck with that. And um, it makes it a lot easier when everyone's just plain simple doing their job and you don't have to worry about doing anyone else's job. So we're just looking to keep that going. I think in the uh, the higher level of hockey you play, um, dealing with that adversity is more and more important. And even like other high-level sports, you look at Gonzaga for basketball this year, for instance, they cakewalk all the way. They play a good team and they're in trouble. Um, so, yeah, if, you're, if we're talking about a team getting hot at the right time, um, I think this is peak time here. I, I, I hope you uh, were slash weren't listening when I was, you know, 
begging and pleading for the black bears to pick it up. But uh, the timing's right, man. Like you got guys diving for pucks. I've seen some pretty high quality photos of some tilts here. Like, are you guys uh, an emotional You guys buy in on the, uh, you know, is it even keel on the bench or is it a huge save and the the boys erupt? Like, how how are you guys? I think, um, I think, we we had some struggles early on in the year with it you know there'd be like a big block shot or a big hit or a big save and guys in the bench were trying to stay even keeled but um you know it just like i think you need the energy right so i think now when there's a block shot guys are going crazy on the bench and we're feeding off of the energy from each other you know whether it's a big save a goal a fight a block shot anything like that i think uh just our bench is trying to be super loud i think everyone's been really really positive lately you know whether a guy makes a bad play or a good play we're right there let him know that you know like he did a great job where he's going to get back out there next shift and do a great job so you know i think the thing is we just haven't been down on each other and we've just been supporting each other and i think we've just got tighter like i said through that losing streak and even winning now too i think it's just brought our team really close and you know, seeing what we can do going to the playoffs, uh, especially with like a possible matchup against Johnstown, like they're the best team in the division right now. But um, I think we know that we match up really well against them and we have uh, a great chance to go, you know, not just to the playoffs, but go far in the playoffs and hopefully make a run at the championship. There it is. So yeah, coming up, I mean, you've got this weekend, we've got, um, is it Danbury again? Yeah, we play, I think we play Danbury Monday, Tuesday. We play Northeast. Uh, Friday, Saturday this week. Oh yeah, my apologies, Northeast. So, uh, has it been has it been tough this year? I know you don't have a prior year of North American League experience, but you're in that mentality that every game is a four point game essentially. Um, has that been preached from day one, or what's your guys' approach? Is it just hey, the next game you know is our next opportunity, not looking too far in the future? Um, you know, I I think I think you know it's no one really says it. I mean, no one really says like, hey, this is a four-point game. We have to win. But um, I think everyone knows. Like, you look at the standings and you see where teams are at and you go into games. Every single guy, not just on our team, but at this level, you have to be a competitive person just to be here. It's hard to get here in the first place. But I think so. So I I think everyone knows, uh, you know, each game is super important and um, especially coming up for us. Like, we have to treat each game like it's the same game it was in January, but at the same time, we have to go out there and, and understand what's on the line. So, but for me, especially, I, I know other guys are like this too, but we, we kind of feed off the pressure and, um, you know, it really, really brings out the best in, in everyone. So it's exciting. Yeah. I mean, Bob keeps talking about how important these junior games are and how you're kind of settling in. And it's, you, you literally just went straight from U18 to the null this year. I mean, kind of take us through that. I mean, Two, two, three years ago, you're playing U16s. You, you do your two years of U18, and now you're here in the null. I mean, what was that process like? What was it? The, did you end the draft here, or were there considerations to go to other leagues? Like, what was the decision to end up and then finally, you know, end up here in Maryland? No, man, I, uh, I, I didn't talk to hardly any other junior teams. I talked to, I, so like my, my like process of getting to junior was probably way different than everyone else. So I had a great year personally last year and uh, our team was great last year too, but you know, I just wasn't getting any looks from junior teams. I didn't talk to really any junior teams from mm-hmm. until probably July of this past summer. And that's when I talked to Maryland. So they're pretty much the first junior team I'd ever talked to, but. Well, what, I, uh, what were you thinking, man? You're from, you're from Colorado, right? You, Maryland. Yeah. I got to go to Maryland to play a higher level of hockey 
Yeah, I mean, I was kind of kind of used to it because I've been I've been gone from home since I was 16. So I played Michigan and then I went to Omaha for a year for my first year of 18s and then I went back to Michigan. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't really consider, you know, like leaving and going to Maryland. I kind of just thought, you know, I just have to do what I have to do to play to a higher level and give myself the best possible chance to succeed. But I mean, I, I went out and just emailed literally every single junior A team in North America, like BCHL, NAHL, OJ, oh, yeah. SJ, uh-huh. MJ, every single team. I emailed every single team and um, didn't get, you know, some teams would respond. Some teams, most teams wouldn't respond. And from the teams that did respond, very few showed interest. Um, so, I mean, it was just, for me, it was, it was obviously a, a really hard process, but it was one of those things for me. I think the squeaky wheel kind of gets the grease. So. Uh, I just stuck with it. I knew that if I kept working hard every day and, and didn't focus on things that were out of my control that, um, you know, I would end up here. I, I knew the work I had put in. I, I still try to work that hard every single day and if not harder. So, um, but yeah, it was kind of just a crazy way that I ended up here and I'm obviously really glad I did. I like that. That gives you kind of that fucking killer mentality there, mentality there, Bob. It's like, ah, you don't want well, to dude, take me. All right, all right. If, it, if cool. we weren't in a pandemic, you would have been the guy that shows up to training camp. Like, hey, I can play. Like, those guys that show up to NFL training camps every year, like, sign me. Yeah. Give me a tryout. Well, we talked about That's last awesome, season. That's awesome, man. I think it, was, it looks like per EP, like 29 and 5 combined last season between playoffs and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we were, we were really season. good yeah yeah were you was that um naphl yeah yeah we ended up we ended up winning that league too so i mean uh my 16 year we made it to the championship for naphl and we lost in a shootout did you go three and no with three three and no with three shutouts in the playoffs yeah my yeah my goalie partner partner also had three shutouts we both had we we didn't let up we didn't let up a goal in six playoff games i think that record will probably never be broken honestly so So you played you played three years at least in the freaking NAPHL. You win the championship last year, pitch three no-nos in playoffs, and not a single North American League team reached out to you. No, I love it too. I, I don't think I'd have it any other way. I think I've always been a kid who's had a chip on my shoulder. I think that's just um, – It's that last name. That's the Italian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, <laughs> I'd always said, you know, Morellis aren't quitters. Uh, you don't ever want to be associated with the losers, so don't lose. And uh, I think I always took that to heart. I kind of have been a guy to just always have a chip on my shoulder and, and you know, not talking to any junior teams. It, it really lights a fire under you. Like my my 16 year, I was cut from my AAA team in Colorado that I've been playing on. And it's not like they're a great AAA team, honestly. Um, but, you know, we weren't like, like the best team in the country. We weren't even top 30. And I got cut from that team after, again, I had, in tryouts that that year I had four shutouts in four games I didn't let up a goal in tryouts and I got cut so I think for me I've always just had that fire in my belly and um, I think it's honestly propelled me I like I said I I don't think I would have it any other way I I think the adversity that I've gone through has helped me a lot but obviously there's still a ton of work to be done but I try to use that fire and uh, you know just making my goal every day to prove people wrong but more importantly just to prove myself right well, hey man, you let me know. Um, we've got a little a little bump effect going lately. Uh, oh, but like, if you need us, you know, just we talk can't a little jinx shit it, though. to get you going. If you need to get fired back up, just let me know. Uh, you know, we love love chatting with you. You're a great guy. But if you need me to talk a little shit to you know get you going, just let me know. Oh, I mean, I, I'm go for it. Well, I'm not not right now. Just on the heater. The spot. Okay. <laughs>
<laughs> you can't do it now when he's coming off a null player of the week. No, yeah, uh, man, I can't do it now. I, I want to. I'm. I'm curious how your relationship is with uh, Colin there. I think that's how you pronounce it. But Swedish kid, same age as you. How How do you guys feed off of each other? What are you learning? Maybe there's a different style of goaltending they kind of do over there. You guys teach each other some stuff, or how's that all work out? Yeah. So I mean, he's a great guy. Like great, great guy. Um, I when I when I first heard he was when I Sweden, so I never expected a that like the language barrier would be as easy as it was. Um, like he speaks like great English, same with Tornquist, like both from Sweden, they both speak uh, like basically like completely fluent English. So it's like, there's no language barrier at all. And uh, I think that made it really easy for him and I to get along right away. But like, well, you know, on the ice, it's, it's so, it's so much fun for me to see someone who's like, obviously plays at a really high level too. We can just compete with each other during practice, but at the same time, we both want each other to do so well. And obviously we're on the same team. So we want to win every single game we can, no matter who was playing. So, um, but yeah, like the way he plays, he's a very blocking style goalie and he's not like the biggest kid either. Like most, most blocking style goalies you see are, are like six, four, six, five, especially in the NHL. And, yeah, um, and I aren't the biggest goalies, but I I've always played more like reactionary, and I've always wanted to have kind of like a more calm game, and that's what I've been trying to work on pretty much every single day for the past like three years, especially. And so I, I think I can just learn from him like how calm he was, how he read shooters so well, and I think for me, hopefully, he could just learn you know some like the more aggressive styles of play. How hopefully how I, uh, but yeah, I think we're really good together and. Um, yeah, he's a great guy. I couldn't say I couldn't say enough good things about him. It's weird though, man. Some of the the best teams I've played on, the goalies were best friends, and you wouldn't think that. I mean, you know, playing youth hockey or playing AAA or playing even Double A, yeah. it's like you, that's your competition. But uh, you know, the guys that bring the best out of each other typically have a pretty decent relationship, and it, it's funny how that works. But I gotta ask, man, you're probably you know, you're thinking to yourself. I, I don't do anything weird or any weird goalie shit, but got to ask, yeah. what do you do, man? You got to do something weird. There's something out of the ordinary. You talk to your posts, you, you step over the lines. I mean, yeah, there, there's some things. I think I just have like a lot of routines I like to follow. I don't think I'd, I think I'm like, I always, I always joke, uh, I'm a little stitious, not superstitious. So, um, but Mike I mean, Scott. I, yeah, exactly. Michael Scott, the office, but no, I think, I think for the most part, I'm pretty normal goalie. I think my teammates would tell you the same thing, but there's definitely some quirks. I mean, all goalies have to, you have to be kind of crazy to get in there. I think it's just such a mentally demanding position that in order to play at a high level, you have to have some things that aren't very, um, you know, just not, not a lot, not a lot of, not a lot of other people follow. So whether, you know, I'll be singing a song during a game, something, pretty much anything to try to stay in, like, the present moment. I always say the same phrases. Uh, I say same game, right, next shot, next save, and then I just say calm. I, I'll repeat those every single time, whether the puck's in the other end, they cross the blue line with the puck before face-off. I say that probably 500 times a game. So I say the tee box every time. Yeah, yeah, Every exactly. time. Yeah, so, I mean – I think it's just a way to to stay in the zone, stay focused. And, um, you know, I think it's also a level of comfort just knowing that you're saying the same things to yourself every single game, whether you have a good game or bad game, puts you in the right mindset to play. So I don't have I don't have much for you. It, I mean, I, I, I'm happy to hear that you seem like a, a well-adjusted guy. You've been fun to chat with so far. Um, but being from Colorado, were you a, a WA fan or 
was he a little too old for you? Did you grow up? Is that why you're a goalie? What's what's the deal there? So, yeah. So, I mean, growing up, uh, we had this, like, DVD. It was a 2001 Avalanche uh, Stanley Cup video. And I'd watch that video, like, probably 10 times a week growing up. And I, I'd always watch Patrick Bois. He'd always uh, just be, you know, just lights out. Like, in the playoffs, the guy was clutch. I mean, uh, as clutch as they come, basically. So, I think, yeah, Patrick Bois was was pretty big i just always watch uh those videos like i was saying but for me the way i became goalie uh my brother was a forward he played he played high school back in colorado but uh yeah so he uh when we were younger he'd always need someone to shoot on and he never had anyone so he basically threw me in the net he's older brother so he's mm-hmm. like i have no that so i had no choice i never wanted to play goalie i always loved scoring goals and i always like just I always wanted to dangle guys and have good hands and just score. I always always wanted and, to go far I mean, down. The ladies love the dude that can put it through the legs and yeah. top shelf well, off the up watching you know freaking I mean? Elon Hayduke, Forsberg, Sackick. Like, pick your poison. You just grew up watching freaking Hall of Fame hockey players all day. Yeah, I think and like for my birthday, I think it was it was Nathan McKinnon's rookie year for my birthday. My dad got my brother and I uh, abs tickets to a playoff game. They're playing Minnesota. And, that game, he like broke a defenseman's ankle, ankles, probably scored one of the best goals of his career. And I saw him land a scog. Like all those guys were just, I mean, I, I'd watched like the all the Stanley Cup videos, like I was saying, from guys like Forsberg, Sackick, Wah, Hadu, yep. or all those guys. And then to see Land Scog, McKinnon, Ranson, McCarr, oh, no. all those. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Dude, Andre Burkowski, Caps legend. Gerard's Jesus, come on, don't leave. Yeah, yeah, Sam Gerard's unreal. I mean, Team. like they have even mention Burkowski come on we're a Caps podcast on Tuesdays you got to mention Burkowski yeah. Burkowski's unreal okay. he has a great <laughs> yeah the whole team act I if, if they don't win the cup this year I'd be oh, pretty yes. depressed but yeah they're a great team there it is so my last thing I got for you here like like we said it's, it's the home stretch here for you guys uh what's going to take to make the playoffs here what's going to take to get that spot I think it's just the same thing we've been doing just playing simple uh, not deviating too much from the game plan. I think understanding what's on the line, but at the same time, not trying to do anything extra. Like I said, whether it's getting a puck in or getting a puck out at the right time, not trying to make a move at the blue line, um, you know, just simple things. And I think they all add up, whether it's blocking a shot or just having a good line change, even like every, every single detail matters. And uh, especially like this upcoming week, six games in eight days for us, I think sleep and hydration and, and, you know, eating the right foods and stuff, all that stuff is super important. So just a lot of disciplined things with keeping your body healthy, keeping your sharp when you're away from the rink, about hockey too much. So that way, when you're back at the rink, you can just stay dialed in. So, um, but yeah, it's going to, you know, I think it's going to, it's going to be a really good test for us this weekend. And we've been preaching in the room, it's basically playoff hockey right now. I mean, we've got six yeah. games in eight days. That's not a playoff schedule. I don't know what it is. Yeah, right. Time <laughs> to bear down perhaps. Yeah, I so I think we're we're all excited for the tests. I mean, um, I think it'll be a really good, really good spot to see where our team's at. Well, Mike, it was awesome having you. It was great getting to know you, man. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll get you back on. I doubt the uh, six games in eight days will be a good time to chat, but uh, you know we'll be watching through playoffs, film, and I don't want to cut you off. But Mike, awesome chatting with you, man. Yeah, thank you guys. Great to be on. You guys seem like really good guys, and uh, you know, keep that I, in. Keep yeah, boy was, but uh, probably had a few more stories than I did. Kid's been around for forever, but he's a great guy. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll get you back on, man. We're, we're excited to follow you. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you, guys. All right, thanks again to Mo for coming on. Hopefully him and the Black Bears stay hot, Bobcat. They got that six games in eight days thing coming up, and it's just like, all right, that's – you want to go – I would rather go into this stretch of pretty much playoff hockey right here of the six games in eight days, like we just mentioned, on an eight-game winning streak than I would, you know, on a 14-game losing streak. Yeah, I mean, we – I feel like we talk about it every episode when we're talking local or talking junior, but uh, you got to peak at the right time, and the boys are buzzing. Yep, there they are. So, with that being said, like you said, the boys are buzzing, the Black Bears are buzzing. The Black Bears are still kind of the only team we got left around here right now, outside of our youth teams going the, the Natties and the Chesapeake Bay women. And But they're going to be wrapping it up here soon. League, but that's hard enough to follow, you know. They're going to be wrapping it up here soon, man. And it's um, it's just like last year. At the end of season one, it's we, we did away with local once all the teams stopped playing because obviously there's no point in doing – local anymore if nobody's playing so it's only going to be tuesday episodes once the black bears are done we're going to switch to only tuesday episodes only caps episodes they're going to be a little bit longer we're gonna get the bobcat mixed in um because when because we're cats got 10 games left i mean we're live watching the islanders right now man and this is the 10th of 10 games left and once it gets to playoffs man it's it's usually full throttle around here because we got the post game show coming up you're going to step in for kp on that this year with me and ab we're going to break down some goals but yeah we're going to be we're going to be off and running so we're going to be soon enough here we're going to be down the one show a week yeah man we'll be uh, like coming around on uh one year officially on board here soon that'll be nice yeah you yeah yeah and that guy blake um well blake might even be blake i know blake's a little blake's a little got the one year but you dj yeah Noah, I think even you, you brought on uh DJ like right around the same time as me and Ben pretty yeah. much right after. Mm-hmm. But you know, it could be yeah. confusing, dude. It's weird. Like the playoffs are like kind of at like a normal time ish this year compared to last year. Like, well, it's weird doing mm-hmm. the like, well, you were go today. Like, yeah. Well, and today, they said the too, they're going to, they're going to look into start by October 12th next year, which makes me feel good about season three of doing actual local stuff, man. Our, our stuff next year can be, 10 times better because we're going to have we're going to have prep league to talk about we're going to have we can actually go to these games and start covering stuff and getting content and just provide better yeah we got to get our do our little uh our i-95 tour of the uh junior squads down there go visit grossy yeah. and his boys but dude, yeah, what the, amazing boys. Is the 13th is the weekend before our tourney second to last home game of the year for the black bears the weekend Eight? of our tourney yeah, that Thursday. So they play Thursday, Friday okay. at home. Friday, a little, little warm up, a little yeah. warm up for the tourney. Yeah, Friday we're obviously going to be, you know, busy with our own game, but maybe go check out no, the Black Bears. Going to be man. busy, chain chasing. Uh, let's. You just mentioned Gross and the Mason Squad. Go check out their Instagram. They just, uh, they just unleashed their, uh, or they just revealed their new locker room today on Instagram Thursday night, last night. If you're listening. Yeah, dude, that'll be sick. Hopefully, uh definitely do some college takeovers and stuff next year didn't get any of that stuff this year but man that's why i was brought on yeah. go yeah. cover all that shit well well talking about takeovers today today the, the ladies should be taking over the instagram today if you're listening go check it out they should be taking over the instagram uh down at nationals with chesapeake bay lightning women and then like we said our interview coming up here coach parker from montgomery u16 AA. he came on last year right when montgomery got booted from nationals because of covid and everything just like every other team, it all got canceled, but his team's going to take over one day. So we're going to, we're going to get you a little bit of local content here, right at the, right at the fucking bare end of the season. But yeah, before we kick it over to him, yeah, Bobby, we've, we've got some, we'll start, we'll start mixing it up here. Like we said, we can, now that um, these local episodes are coming to an end, we can kind of extend 
let's put a little more content into these um caps episodes and like you mentioned a couple snake drafts some some stuff like that get some yeah, more man, segments you know in me, there i'm a i'm a big uh like hockey equipment nostalgia whore like i, I want to do a like an old school hockey gear draft like best christmas draft maybe like dude you remember mm. your first two piece or your first one piece like i remember getting a z bubble and thinking i made it yeah i remember that mission l2 100 flex buy one get one free to laurel pro shop fuck man when i was a pee and just couldn't shoot a 100 flex stick i was just so bad <laughs> dude, i don't use 100 flex stick now that's because i don't me like neither <laughs> me neither that's the problem that's the only 100 flex stick i've ever used in my life my dad didn't know anybody so he bought, got me to buy one get one at a laurel pro shop this big red fucking stick man it was the worst hell yeah dave I couldn't break them even if I tried. I was trying so hard to break. I was like, "Fuck these things, man!" Dude, you know what I, I fucked up? Hmm. T- you know what today is? What's that? Dude, it's the Herb Dog's birthday. No man. Yeah, so I got like them, Friday as the listeners are listening or Thursday. No, tonight, like as we're recording. So you know, uh, I got him every year. I get him a new collar uh, uh-huh. for his birthday, so I know how old he is in his pictures. Caps year. He's getting a Caps collar this year. Nice. Maybe we this can Teespring. Can we do custom dog collars? I think we might be able to. Huh? Have to look into that just for the Herb, sir. Get one yeah. on Herb, get one on Caner. Yeah, Herbie, that'll be his year four collars. So this is year three, you know, so we're, we're breaking out. I got him some puppy beer. We'll have a beer tonight. He got some cookies, but, yeah, shout out to Herb Brooks, my golden retriever, turning three. I hope you're listening. He's been seen – he's been, as seen in Capital Punishment once. And heard, yeah. And heard. heard and heard here a couple of times, but yeah, tweet at the Bobcat. Tell the tell the Herbster happy birthday tomorrow if you're listening, or tweet at Chirping DMV. Tweet it either. Um, yeah, for sure, man. Caps, <clears throat> they do, they, the Caps, they you know they got rid of their service dog. Herb's definitely not a service dog, but he's happy to you know share some of that uh, that shine while you know Captain's out doing his thing. Exactly. So, you got anything else? Like I said, we got Coach Parker coming up, but questions. Well, let's go Parker first. Let's go Parker. I'll, I'll leave. No, let, let, no with go with the question, and then we'll end with Parker. Okay. All right. So, hypothetical question. Definitely not something that has happened recently to me or anybody that I know, but hypothetically. Yeah. Would you be able to date somebody of a rival fandom? So, and would like, you date a Pins fan? Would you date a Pens If fan? we're talking caps, if if you're a well, dude, DJ is a freaking. If you're a, if you're a Chirpin Yankees, DMV fan, fan, would you like, fuck with anybody that like? We're gonna beat that out, but. Fuck <laughs> well, dude, him. what about DJ? She's a Cowboys fan, a Yankees fan, and a Caps and a Caps fan. fan. Nobody that she's ever gonna date is gonna like half the teams that she likes. <laughs> she's gonna be pissing off a fan group in every every sport. But yeah, dude, like I don't. One of my buddies is married to a Pens fan. He's a diehard Caps fan. Like I said in the Slack earlier, maybe a hate fuck, but not like like a full-on relationship would be tough. Like if they – well, like (laughs) depends. Are they like, oh, I like the Pens, and they've seen like five games their entire life, or they're like fucking diehard like we are, then it would be tough. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like like maybe someone that doesn't care so much about sports would have a lesser issue, but I don't know if I can do it. Dude, think about it. I, I, I'm also, you know, a closeted Flyers fan. Like, I would yeah. never once agree on anything. Yeah. I don't care how attractive the girl from UT Austin is. It's fucking horns down every day, baby. Horns down. Well, Casey horns Smith, down. man. It's eat shit pit. It's what horns down. Yeah. She's Texas A&M, not, oh, not yeah, she's Longhorns. A&M, right? Stupid. But, um, but, yeah, so what 
tweet at us if you if you're listening to this would you would you could you date a legit rival like that i mean but if you're a super competitive person maybe i don't know yeah oh i'm too i'm too sarcastic dude like i'm i already like talk enough shit just in like my day-to-day lingo i don't need that that extra edge yeah um speaking of some stuff here sorry i'm just not bringing this up but um speaking of men's league i just thought of it one of our one of our opponents followed us on insta today okur for the Uh, tournament yeah the ice vipers i believe they are and their white jersey is the exact same layout as our chirpin white jersey so no interesting i mean they've got a white and a green but that white jersey is a little similar and they're getting it made by engine too and i reached out to the engine guys like what the fuck is this oh letting these guys cop our style yeah and he's like man bro those i mean they're tough those are some tough looking jerseys which ones the whites the vipers yeah yeah i mean yeah they're neat when we play them they'll be wearing the greens and we'll beat them by seven but it is what it is yeah i hope yeah dude uh, yeah 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 i I can't yeah i don't want to talk a whole bunch of shit in case we get but i will pooped on but i'm gonna anyway because uh i'm gonna get pooped on it you're already doing it that's why we got the gillies that's why we got gross that's why we got that's why we brought in the guys so we can just rip around a bit that's why we got a deep lineup i've been looking at all the lineups we're the only team with three lines we're gonna be we're gonna be in there baby Let's hope. Let's hope, man. I, I, you know what? I'm just hoping that we just got to get like a goalie first. That's all. Chat. Yeah, we just need a goalie. Just need a goalie. Um, we'll we'll keep this. We'll we'll talk about this off the record. I maybe have some ideas. All right. All right. Well, that's all I really got, Bobcat. Unless you got anything else, we're gonna kick it over to to Parky here and let him in the episode. What do you think? I don't know, man. Best of luck to uh, Montgomery, Chesapeake black bears let's uh let's get some dubs here black bears keep rolling uh keep that chirping bump in effect here keep that chirping bump in effect we're keeping an eye on your mo money uh and it's friday go win your games bark down off the bar bark Bark down bark and down off the bar and down what a shot all right we now welcome back on coach parker for the second time here coach of the u16 montgomery uh double a blue devils what's going on man how you doing Oh, good to see you guys again. Uh, been a full year, right? Like we were. Yeah, I think we were like last just... time we talked, you were you had just gotten the news. You guys weren't going to nationals. But I wasn't yeah. even officially on board yet at that point either. So good, to, good to meet <laughs> you, Coach. Yeah, good to meet you, man. Yeah, it was uh, a lot. A lot of shits happened in the past uh, past calendar year. I feel well. Yeah, that was like second week of COVID. I feel like was when we last talked. Yeah, because I was like, reach out to us if your team got fucked over <laughs> simple as that you know what i mean yeah you guys got screwed yeah. over reach out and we chatted about yeah. it you guys had a hell of a season but it looks like pretty much the same team this year right yeah uh a lot yeah of same guys I did not uh did not think we'd get a 65 game scheduled in uh in august we thought it was gonna be like all skirmishes but no so we're all oh fours this year we brought back uh, i guess nine guys and then we brought up a couple kids who were on the lower double a team last year and then we had a couple kids come over from Howard. So really, really fun group. There you go. So talk about the season a bit. I mean, like you said, you got 65 games in. What kind of trips did you guys yeah. go on? Any ups and downs? And just how the whole the whole season as a whole there is a timeline. Yeah. I mean, I think like August and like first week of September, I think at least from the coaching standpoint, we thought it was just going to be like a scrimmage season. Like we just practice in small groups and like maybe we'll play some CBHL games, but who knows? And then kind of like magically like that first week of September, we get a full CBHL schedule starting in October. And then 
our showcase league, EJ was kind of all over the place, but we ended up doing a lot of tournaments. Like we, man, I feel like we went to Pittsburgh three or four times this year. We were in Harrisburg a ton. Um, don't ever want to go to Ice World up in Aberdeen again. Nope. <laughs> like we were no, there no. like 18 times <laughs> this year, man. Uh, but yeah, we had a full, like a full season. I mean, we played more games than we did last year, like under normal, normal circumstances, but we were like, I think we like going into the year, we thought that we were going to be, we didn't maybe like have the same pop that our, our kids had last year, but we had better depth and we like Mm -hmm. played better systemically. And as we were playing better teams in a stronger schedule this year, like it ended up that paid off well like we were definitely better than ashburn this year um where i wouldn't say that last year and then we're playing close games either you know win by a goal lose by a goal against a lot of these other top like 10 15 20 teams at least right. with my hockey ranking so um won the cbhl um haven't montgomery hasn't done that actually any team outside of ashburn hasn't done that in like 18 years like i think we were we were still like peewees or squirts when that happened <laughs> Or last time that happened. Um, and then had a little scare in states. We uh, we lost a weird game against Howard in game two, but uh, smoked them in game three. So we're... And those are, those are best of three, right? Yeah, best of three. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I don't necessarily like rooting for Montgomery, uh, but beating <laughs> Howard and beating Ashburn is... Uh, that's that's good stuff in me and Bowman's book, at least. Yeah. I think, I think we have... We at least for from the coaching side, there's a lot more respect with uh, like the Ashburn Montgomery rivalry. Like Gary's been around forever, and I mean, like when yeah. we were kids, Gary was still there. Um, and same with Bud at Howard. But I think like having it be a Maryland thing and just like you know, 20 minutes up to ICC, like the kids, and especially since there are a lot of kids that go back and forth, I think there's more of a buzz yeah. around like the the Montgomery Howard rivalry, but uh, same thing again, like this year, it was just, and they're all playing high school much stronger. With, yeah. Against each other. Yeah. 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 And I think I've said this before, but I mean, that's half the fun of travels that, you know, you go play your high school uh, games and you get to come back to practice and uh, mess around with each other. All right. What you got, Bob? Oh, I was just going to ask, I know that um, last year things got cut short. Do you have, guys that have made this trip before have you made this trip before to nationals like where are you guys heading what's what's go what's the background there so th- i mean this is my first trip um as a player or coach so i'm i'm ecstatic um my other co or the other coach who's the head mark butler he took his group of like they were like oh 2000 and uh 2001s um yeah so he took them when they were 16s probably four years ago now um and then the this 04 group made it to quarterfinals when they were bantams two years ago so a lot of our kids kind of have that experience which i think is going to be helpful um and mark has that experience from a couple years ago too and you guys are heading to is it grand rapids gr yeah so that'll be that'll be fun i'm Again, personally, I'm I'm pumped for that. I have a couple yeah. of buddies that played at uh, Fair State and Calvin and something Valley. Uh, I, I can't remember. But then uh, Riley Barber's up there too, playing for the Griffs. And one of my buddies lived with his younger brother. They played together at Ferris. So we're going to 
catch the Griffs game that Wednesday night and um, see live sports for the first time in a month. But yeah, it's a it's a yeah. fun little town, man. I went to a showcase out there when I was coaching juniors. Went to a showcase there in the summer and had no idea uh-huh. what to expect. Like, all right, I'm going to Michigan. Like, is it going to be Detroit? Is it going to be Flint? I pull into Grand Rapids and it's beautiful, man. It, it'll be a good time. There's uh, yeah. plenty of good plenty of good beer up there too. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, last year was supposed to be Troy, which is like that North Michigan suburb. I think there's a little bit more buzz around going to GR instead of going to yeah, Troy. Yeah. Yeah, nothing yeah. against nothing against the Detroit people, but selfishly that'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it is. It is Wednesday night. It's five o'clock. You just got um, schedules brackets like whatever you want to call it release so take us through i know you've probably your pools i guess i should say pool so i'm sure you've already been looking we talked about a little bit pre-recording but uh how, how how's the pool looking in terms of the competition of three teams you're playing here yeah um i like wrote some stuff down because like literally right before we got on this call uh that's yeah. when it came out so our pool so there are four pools uh i guess 16 teams in three yeah in 3a um it the quarterfinals and semis are going to be brutal, man. Um, Cause there were at least again, according to my hockey, like all of those teams are top 20. Um, when you're looking at two A, like Ashburn's in there, um, but like two A and one A, I, I think there's maybe one or two teams in the top, like 45, not a lot of, uh, I don't think there's gonna be a lot of parity down there. So with us, right. it's going to be at least with our group. So we have Jansville, which is fourth. We have Red Bank, who we played in EJ this year. I think they're like top 40. And then Fox Mo- uh, Motors is, I think, 100th roughly. Um, I don't know anything about them. Um, so I think, at least looking at that, like Jansville, we should be competitive with based off. What of are you guys playing. currently? Sorry. In, no, you're I good. Um, yet. We, so even though we haven't played in a month, we were eighth like right okay. when we qualified and now i think we dropped okay. to 12 just, just to give the people like, an idea since you're dropping yeah opponent ranking so we'll, we'll see what yeah, you guys are no up, but that's not bad um, <laughs> yeah we've been i think we've been as high as four like earlier in the year and i think we got as low as like 16 but we've kind of floated in that like eight to 12 range yeah for yeah. most of the way um so yeah i think i think getting out of group play we should be i think we should have a very good chance at um at least being one of those top two teams. And then you'd play some of those teams from the other um, pools moving forward. Yeah. There's a, there's a ton of them here, Bob, that I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah. Just some of these names that are noticeable as far as like hockey wise, like Fox motors, Janesville, like I said earlier, before we hopped on yeah. the North American league team, like um, for the guys that haven't played in these different, you know, I guess in, in tournaments, you get to a little bit more regional activity, but uh, is there any prep going into teams that, you know, might play a different style if they're in the Midwest versus playing perhaps in the South or closer to the East coast? Like, do you have any, any idea? I think, yeah. I mean, it's going to depend on, I'm not sure about like how they're playing systemically. It'll be, I think it'll depend on, there's gonna be a lot of scouting with like the, um, with the scheduling, like, and I think that's a nice tool with my hockey is that, I mean, it's, it's a big piece, but it doesn't, you know, tell the whole picture. It doesn't paint the whole picture. So try and do some stalking on live barn. Um, at least with, I mean, the, like when I was, I guess, or when we were prepping back in like February and March, like we had played Oakland three times, played Texas twice. Um, I've seen like the Chicago jets play. Um, I've seen Afton play like on live barn and, um, they're definitely heavier. I will say that. Um, we, I think we like to try and keep 
like our not without giving away our systems but like we try and like keep the play outside like don't necessarily like engage physically unless you need to and then at least offensively like big on possession where i think some of those midwestern teams are more just like speed and size um so when i was maybe oh god yeah yeah i was gonna say like when i i spent a decent amount of time out in the the midwest and i feel like those you know minnesota those wisconsin teams are very um skill focused and yeah. not a lot of not a lot of body but when they do get pissed it is all stick work man they <laughs> hack they hack and they, a lot of stick yeah. work i never seen more stick work until i watched minnesota high school uh-huh i, I think that's gonna be that'll be an interesting like variable going into it because a lot of our games that we played this year were either body contact or or no checking um i think thankfully when we were doing these tournaments against these good teams in Pittsburgh like it's it's full contact so you get to experience that a little bit but um thinking covid like for all these midwest games it's been full steam ahead and you know when we're up in ice world we're, <laughs> we're playing body contact yeah. so right that changes things up a little bit huh. I, I mean the, the i don't know if you know this but you will also uh have access to tim hortons while you're up there have you had any any prep around that are you prepared for that experience have you gotten it before <laughs> So I, uh, a lot of my summer coaching in past years, especially when I was in college and like those first couple of years of teaching, um, the camp was based out of Rochester and we would kind of do like the Rust Belt swing. So go to, do like Rochester, Buffalo, um, mm-hmm. some of those suburban areas around there. Um, Timmy Hose is, uh, is definitely deep in my, in my history. Um, I think uh, a good hot coffee in a, on a late April is probably be good, especially as this cold fronts coming through but uh what, what's their uh what's their specialty they do like the egg wraps too right yeah yeah so yeah, I, um, those are fire I, I was you know like everyone talks about we're on the east coast it's like oh you got to get to in and out you gotta get to in and out had in and out it's fine it's whatever the hype yeah. around around timmy's was legit i was pretty stoked oh for com- completely agree it's like in Maryland, um, I mean, we got a Krispy Kreme right down the street for me and then Duncan all over the place. But for me, it's Timmy Ho's, Krispy Kreme, Duncan. There it is. What, there what it do is. you think? You think Noah, Noah's going to freak out on Twitter if he hears that, Billman? Yeah, he might. <laughs> so let's get, to some, um, let's get to some tire pumping. Who are the guys on your team this year that are going to lead the way for you? Oh, okay. I'm going to get lit up for this, too, when they listen to this. Um, yeah. Cause we, like, I feel like what's made us so strong this year is just like our top nine forwards and our top five D you're just going boom, boom, boom. Um, all Kevin, clicking. yeah, all clicking. Um, Kevin Fu was our leading scorer. Um, he's, he's a kid that easily could have made triple A teams and he can clearly take over with his speed and his hands. Um, Seamus McNally's our captain, and um, although maybe production-wise, he will say that he wasn't happy with what he put up points-wise, but he's a kid that plays – he's like a, a backstrom in that he just, yeah. like, flies under the ra- radar but plays such a strong two-way game. There you go. Um, defensively, um, Ryan Frank, Liam Coburn, Arthur Smink, Luke Gutman, like our top four, and our – you know, or even our third pairing with Brophy and Burkhammer has been so solid, but those guys, um, like their, their ability to regroup and get the puck, like up the ice has been mm-hmm. like huge to countering. And in that, um, I think earlier in the year, um, 
you know, like lat, one thing about last year, like we had a stud in Jonas Clark, um, who was clearly one of the best goalies in, in this area for that age group. But in, I think this year going in, we were like, okay, we know we have two good goalies in Joe Lawrence and Seb uh, Blanc. And um, we're not really sure who's going to kind of lead the way, but both of them right. um, developed so much over the year, became so much more confident and, um, like we're truly at a point now, like really probably by late November where we're just going back and forth every other, it's like, Hey, you guys come to practice every day. Um, you work your tails off. Um, you're competing, you're cool, you're calm. Um, and either goal is giving us a, a chance to win. And, um, I think the kids kind of bought into that too, because they like, by the time we're getting to these like tournaments in January, and then we're going to CBHL and States. It's not like, all right, we're, we need one goalie to backpack us. It's all right. Like whoever's turn it is, yeah. we're good with that. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. You think Bob, I was just going to say, I mean, over the course of a 64 game youth season and a good chunk of your guys are playing yeah, right. high school <laughs> hockey also, like how do you, I mean, now that high school's over, it might be a little easier, but yeah. How do you keep everyone on the same page? So actually, so actually high school wasn't an issue for us this year, um, which is probably why we had more buy-in like with practices and why we were just better as a team in general. Um, so none of the private schools played um, and we have like, we have four prep kids on our team. We have two Landon kids, two Bullis kids, uh, one St. John's kid. So none of those kids played high school. And then for the other half of the kids that play public school, I mean, like I couldn't be involved with wound this year. I mean, that's a, another story we can get into <laughs> if, if need be, but uh, with high school, it's like, all right, like they're practicing once a week. Like they're only, they're playing on these totally random nights. It's basically like, all right, we get the schedule the like five days before the kids are supposed to play. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of kids just kind of part of the fun with high school is, you know, you're playing in front of like all your buddies and your, your, uh, all your the kids showing up so, on a Friday night and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. So like when that's happening and kids are deciding, okay, do I want to be in a courtyard in Mount Laurel, New Jersey, or do I want to be playing in prep Landon? I mean, the choice is pretty easy there, but this yeah. year, since it's not happening, it's like, all right, yeah, like I'm totally in. Um, and another thing too, like with the, with the private schools, as they were kind of doing their hybrid stuff, um, they basically told all their kids, Hey, if you're playing a club sport or like an out of school extracurricular, you can't come in person. So there was like even further like, justification for those I'm kids to, to like, I'm going to play hockey. Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah, signed my so, permission slip to not go to school to yeah, play hockey. Yeah. So like a lot of those parents are like, Hey, like, since you're not in the building for school, like if you miss a single travel event, like I'm, I'm going to be so mad at you. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's good stuff. So would the Wooten not play this year at all? Or you just didn't, you were just Wooten, Wooten did play this year. Um, so I came in at, for senior night and then for playoffs um we're, we have the luxury like since i teach at wooden um we're one of the few schools in the area that like has like a um like formal relationship with the school and with the admin so in normal times it's great like we get publicity at school like we're selling apparel at school um yeah, yeah like for me at least as a coach like when you know you get crazy parents um admin has your back <laughs> and like you can like use that as a crutch um, right but this year because you know mcps wasn't doing anything in person they're like hey alex like you can't you can't do anything i'm sorry um so we had a couple of parent coaches um kind of take the reins and and they did the best they could um 
but also since we practice at Rockville, we can only have nine skaters on the ice at a time. So even though on paper, uh, we were the best team in the state, um, we never had practice or we never had a real practice. Um, right. We played six games and then States came around. Um, and by the time I came back, it was like, again, nothing against our coaches. They did a phenomenal job, but just like getting in there, um, it's watching pitch, uh, pickup hockey and there's also no checking. So, uh, yeah. Um, I think our kids, like, uh, we, I think we all had like our collective morning over the summer where we realized like, okay, States isn't happening. The season's not happening. Like this was our year to, to do like when it all. Right. Um, so I, I think the fact that like they were able to have anything and then even though it was like a 12 team playoff, um, it was better than nothing. Um, so I think they were just kind of thankful for the opportunity, but, uh, I mean, good, for, good for, who was it? Um, BCC. Like we, yeah, we lost on that fluky play. Like I know you guys interviewed Isaac, that kid, that kid's such a nice kid. Um, big fan of David Van Eyerson. Uh, like, so I'm happy for those two. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you never know what would have happened. Like if Churchill didn't right. get screwed with COVID. Um, there was, was upsets in every every single round. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And part of it was like, so like the Frederick teams and the Howard County teams were playing checking. Um, Montgomery was playing body contact. So that, and then the state tournament was body contact. So that had a big impact. Um, especially like kids like Trevor Gutman and, Isaac and GBI can fly and, if you can't slow them down. So, yeah, like if I mean, all you have to do is hit them in the neutral zone or bump them in the corners, and I mean the, the entire game changes. But when you have a kid like DBI who's a a sick triple A kid, like playing yeah. body contact triple A, now it's like all right, like if I slash you on the shin pads in the neutral zone, you're getting a power play. <laughs> then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna do really well. Um, so it is what it is. Um, I thought uh, Oakdale was actually really sick too. They they were way better i think us and oakdale like talent wise were were the top two, top two. um uh, churchill as well washington county was really good um and again nothing against bcc like good for them but i, th I think they really benefited from having two studs who could just go coast to coast without getting bumped around a little bit and same with richard montgomery i mean that's how they were able to to get all the way up there too but i think a lot of us were rooting for rm as like the little um cinderella story i have a couple of kids well i had trevor last year on the 16s he's on the 18s now and mm -hmm. um like luke's on my team luke gutman and um danny martell is another really good player that's that's on my team that helped carry the load for him so it was cool to you know see a team that <laughs> has historically maybe not been so good in that especially yeah. when we were kids um and to see them even though it was a little bit of different circumstances but still cool for them love it you got anything else, Bob? When are we heading to Grand Rapids? <laughs> we are flying out. Uh, oh, man, this is going to be tough. So I think like three quarters of our team commandeered the the 9 a.m. Southwest flight on, on Wednesday. So that's going to be – I'm hoping we don't like bring the plane down. That's going to be tough. <laughs> so next, next week, a week yeah, from today. Yeah, a week from today. Yeah, so we have uh, – Let's see. We got one more practice tomorrow night. We're doing a controlled scrimmage with Ashburn Saturday, and then uh, we're gonna have a formal game with our 18s on Sunday, and then that's it. Just like, hey, lock yourself at home, get your negative COVID test, and yeah. let's uh, let's get up there. There it well, is. Right well, on, man. 
Yeah, when you get out there, let us know. We'll have you guys do a um an IG takeover for one of the games. Yeah, get some stuff that'd be, up and that'd be awesome. Pump some yeah, stuff. Kids will, so just kids will have fun with that. Um, yeah, it's gonna be. I think we got one game a day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then um, I think once we get to like the elimination round, that'll be Sunday and Monday. We'll get your so scouting hopefully. report in. We'll try and get it for a game that you guys are gonna pump somebody. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, there it is. I need uh, I need all hands on deck for uh, for some pool play, my hockey TV or live barn or whatever we got to do. So right there it is. Well, coach, thanks again for coming on. Best of luck. Appreci- to you. Appreciate catching up with you guys, and I'll, I need to get you guys at uh, at Boston or Reston or whatever it is sometime yeah, for we'll uh, for we'll some adult league. That'll be fun. No doubt, I'm dying to get back out there. I'm on no fixer. I'm gon' ball no picker. Yeah, I ate those they live for. Get it up. Talking on my back, go figure. Yeah. Whole team eats fun spitter. Eat. Never was the one to go flicker. Nah. No face, no case, no picture. No picture. For place, big stakes, my dinner. Give it up. Flip that. Flip that. Back Canal Street. Flip, Flip back. Last week. Last week. Old money. Old money. This week. New racks. New racks. Never buy nine more. Mm-mm. If I can't afford to get frat. Couple thousand in my pocket, this pocket chick Rubber bands on my arm, this is not for play I put 20 on the crib, why you copper chain? Uh, I know they hated to love it hated to love You know I love when they hate it love when they Last year was living basic nah, nah, nah. Haters on the other side Three up, three between the lines Know I got some mains with me Made it through some evil times Late night on some demon time Pour the Sprite, I need love I can't lock it, see the line Freak time Brainstorm you can assume with your chains on I can see none with the lights off Cap, you been the main one Cooling when I got my mains on Show money, but those aren't the same ones I been told you that it was game on Been winning since I was on game one go, go, go. Telling me how to live like you made me Go dumb and I blame you made me Money longer than a grown-up baby Step crazy in a new Mercedes Seeking that's 550 Five seats, 50 kids in it Prime steak on my dinner plate 